Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Biden is hiding classified documents. We also have Arkansas banning a word. Yes, Arkansas is banning words. And Stacey Abrams is going to make a third run at political office. That means one thing and one thing only. This is Critical Thinking, and it's a WTF Wednesday. Oh, yes, Mr. Panoni, how are you doing this morning? Stacey Abrams is making a third run. Well, that's what she uh, apparently said, and and we'll talk about that later on in the program, Pat. We're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that up front, Pat. I'm not doing uh, that. No, just, I just okay. Why, why are we even talking about that right now? I don't know. Okay, I, I don't understand your infatuation with Stacey Abrams. I I really don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm certainly not infatuated with her. That's for damn sure. Uh huh. Are you sure you're not infatuated with her? You're welcome. See what that you joke. did there. See, I see what you did there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because she'd be rather. Um, she might fit into the capital rotunda. <laughs> you're welcome for all of those uh, dad jokes to uh, start your day or finish your day. Whichever uh, is floating your boat right now. Wow. But um, it is a WTF Wednesday on the program. We have a lot to get into, um, including something that happened as we were just about to record. And um, this happened. I, I think we should just talk about it right away because this is the incompetence of our federal government at work. Um, the FAA, Pat. Announced that like an hour ago that um, all flights in the entire country, all of them, every single one of them grounded. Why? Um, The system that they use to monitor, track and be able to help the friendly skies be friendly, shall we say, right? So you're not running into each other and people are landing and taking off correctly and and all the things that need to go into it. Um, that system was, w- wasn't working. 
And by wasn't working, I mean they had to do a hard system reset. It's like uh, on your computer when you can't even get into it, right? And it's acting up, and, and you got to do a hard system reset. Well, kind of like what, what mine did this morning. Correct, correct. A hard yeah. system reset. And um, as of 10 minutes ago, the latest update from the FAA, they're still working very um, diligently, if I could talk this morning, uh, very, very diligently working to uh, get this system back up and running. <clears throat> Quote, unquote, update number four, the FAA is making progress in restoring its notice to air missions system. So I, I believe it is uh, NOAM. Following an overnight outage, departures are resuming at EWR and ATL due to air traffic congestion in those areas. We expect departures to resume at other airports around 9 a.m. Eastern time. Yes, Mr. Patoni. Did they, did they try turning the system on or, or off and turning it on again? I believe that's exact. Yeah. Did they did they unplug from the router? For a 10 second count and then plug back in. I, I'm just asking if that's the route that customer service was about to take with them. <laughs> Do they have a customer service line? That's a really good question. Do they have an internal customer service line? <laughs> Hi, you have reached FAA customer service. If this is an emergency. <laughs> If you would like to speak to a representative directly, press five. <laughs> if if your uh, if your question is related to, <laughs> press one. If it, if you know the direct extension of your uh, of the person you are trying to reach, press two. <laughs> oh, you, you, you forgot the. Uh, if if you need this to be in Spanish, please press press three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, that alone makes me glad I'm not flying anywhere today. Yeah, so if you if you are in the uh, business of flying, I feel bad for you today. Yeah. Um, that having been said, Pat, uh, we have something else that's a little more important to talk about in terms of, you know, the government. And um, yesterday, we get word that uh, Joseph Marionette Biden had been hiding um, – a trove, and by trove I mean 10, allegedly, classified documents at the Biden office at the University of Pennsylvania because he was a, a, um, a professor there for a little while, which should scare the crap out of anybody who decided to spend money at that Ivy League school. If yeah, Joe no Biden is a professor anywhere, you're in trouble. Joe Biden deserves nowhere near academia, even when he was completely with it in terms of his mental faculties. Joe Biden was likely not a smart individual in any way, shape, or form. Question for you, Pat. Wasn't it Joe Biden who told us all that um, it is irresponsible, unthinkable, unfathomable, that uh, a, a ex-president or ex-vice president, right, anybody in that kind of a position of power would have taken any, any classified document. Uh, yes, yes, he did. 
Okay. Um, by the by the way, um, did you know that uh, he had no idea about these these documents, he, and he doesn't know what's in them. That's what he said yesterday. Right, and and I firmly believe that actually. And I firmly believe that, and here's why, Pat. Uh huh. That that requires Joe Biden to be with it right now. Now, ten years ago, right, twenty twelve, uh huh, twenty thirteen, I should uh-huh. say, when he was no uh-huh. longer in office, I firmly believe he would have known. But fast forward ten years, and he is not a with it sane individual. So the the ability for him to actually physically understand and know what was there. Slim and none for me. Well, well, well hold on. He, he he stopped being the vice president in 2016. Okay, so in 2017. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. how bad this would this has gotten. But I even then, plausible deniability has always been the Biden crime family's thing, right? Plausible uh, yeah, deniability. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. So... So I'm just curious now because now, now that this is out, I mean, is this not uh, uh, yet another impeachable offense? Well, that's a good question. That's really a good question. The Congress has decided uh, with its power of oversight and investigative abilities to investigate this this um, incident just as they did with, with um, what was going on with um, the previous president, Donald Trump, right? Now, here's what I can't stand on the right about this argument. You can't poo-poo, and it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same side of two coins, or the two sides of the same coin. Again, if I could talk this morning, Um, because here's the other issue at play. Wasn't it the right saying? There's nothing there. There when it came to Donald Trump. So what are we doing? Right? Okay. So we took these documents and. And he didn't trust the federal government, right? So therefore, he was going to continue to keep these documents for his posterity or whatever, right? Right. Okay, so on the one hand, you can't say that uh, it's good for the goose, but not good for the gander. Right. And on the flip side of the the coin, for the left to now poo-poo as if there's nothing, don't worry about it. And besides, fully cooperated. They were fully cooperative. They found the documents and then immediately returned them to the National Archives. Okay. I understand that there are differences between what was going on, right? I really do. But 2016, so January of 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23. That's six <clears throat> that means for over six years, anybody who walked into Biden's office at the University of Pennsylvania could have had access to this. Well, hold on a minute. It's not even just that. The question I would have here is who saw these that didn't have classified clearance? Right. That's my point. Right. That is my point. Right. Anybody literally a, a student at the University of Pennsylvania could have walked in there and accidentally gotten access to this, right? Maybe walked it, got into the closet, right? Because allegedly they were locked away in a closet. Hmm, where else have we heard that, Pat? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, yeah, gee, I wonder where. Um, furthermore, 
not to go down a, like a conspiracy theory route here, but what if somebody of, say, nefarious origins broke into that office and got wind of those classified documents somehow? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Because what was also going on at that time at the University of Pennsylvania, Pat? Just take a wild guess. Mm, I mean, was there someone there of nefarious origins? Um, there were a lot of Chinese scientists, wink, wink, ah. in Chinese oh, yeah. economic uh, individuals at the University of Pennsylvania. What a coinkydink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, folks, look, the issue here with the Biden hiding the documents and, and all of these things for me is that you can't have it one way because it's the president or an individual of the opposite political party and then have it the other way when it suits you. So either it's always bad or and nefarious and, and terrible, or alternatively, sometimes people make a mistake. Or sometimes people don't trust others with certain documents and, and they're going to go. But the incredulity of the left over what happened with Donald Trump. Let's also remember this. Remember Sandy Berger? Pat, do you, do you remember that name at all? <laughs> no. You should. Okay. He was the Clinton's personal attorney. And as the Clintons were about to get out of office, what did what happened with Sandy Berger? You have any clue? Um, Sandy Berger didn't kill himself. Sandy Berger was caught stuffing classified documents down his pants in an attempt to get out of office. As he was leaving office, he was stuffing classified documents, things that likely had implications for bad things happening to the Clintons down his pants. Oh, boy. He went to jail, by the way. He, ple he pled guilty to a misdemeanor, never mind the fact that that is likely a treasonous offense, by the way. Like, I mean, you want to talk about... You want to talk about this situation. There you are, right? This happens on both sides of the aisle. It's wrong. But I'm also right. not willing to ascribe necessarily nefarious motives to joe biden and the reason why is because i don't believe that joe biden is the one that might have done this i don't think joe biden likely touched a document to save his freaking life what it's likely to have happened is that either personal attorneys or people on staff knew things about the biden crime family that would be in these classified documents and they attempted to hide them within other documents that would have gone to the, the office, not the you know, library or anything else. They, they went to a different location than Joe Biden, right? Right. I firmly believe that it was either a nefarious act of somebody else or just utter incompetence of Joe Biden himself. One of those two things is likely the truth. I don't think Joe Biden had anything to necessarily do with this. But what we also do know here, Pat, in a strange coincidence, the documents, according to CNN, so according to sources on the left, okay, the documents, the alleged 10 documents that were turned over to the National Archives include documents on Ukraine, China, Africa, the Middle East, specifically Iran. And what do we know about Ukraine, 
China, right? Mm. They had some, uh, how shall we say this, nefarious dealings in those areas. And what do you know? And what do you know about Iran, Pat? What do we know that Joe Biden was on board with giving them everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are the chances, right? The three areas in which you had the most influence in the Obama administration, the three areas in which, as we move forward, we're giving up the farm to, just so happened to also appear in those classified documents. Here's the rub on this. The American people deserve to know what the hell was on those documents. We don't need to know sources and methods, right? But we need to know the basic gists of what the hell was going on in those documents? Why? Why those ten shoved in with uh, in amongst all the other non-nefarious, non-classified documents? The other issue here is that Joe Biden had no power, no ability to unclassify these documents. There's one person and one person only that would have, and that was Barack Hussein Obama. And Barack Obama didn't do that, right? Right. Okay. So if we're going to talk apples to apples here, there's your apples to apples comparison. Joe Biden broke the law for sure. Like 100% broke the law. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It does. Because here's the thing when it comes to the law, it does not matter whether you knew or intended to do something, right? Intent has no bearing on this. Either it happened or it didn't. Is it or is it not your responsibility to make sure that things were done correctly? If not, if we're to believe what Joe Biden had to say here, it's just utter incompetence. Well, and, and I would say the difference between this and the Donald Trump situation at Mar-a-Lago is, and we even said this, if those documents were declassified before he left office, that's one thing, right? Right. If they weren't, then, then that's a problem, and, and and he needs to be held accountable. It's the same thing kind of deal here, except these weren't declassified. So, yeah. My, my question, my question that comes next is, where's the accountability? And I, I, I don't know that that's ever really going to happen. Sure, I will, that- Pat. Look at what the Congress is already doing. Congress is already ex- exerting the power that they have of oversight. Right. So they're already looking into this. They've already announced that they announced it literally within an hour of of this information becoming public, that they are they are demanding the documents. They are demanding to see. They are demanding to know what was there. Will the American people understand it? Probably not, because probably these things are seriously classified pieces of information. And if that is the actual case. Then we need to know that. Right. We need to know that these are highly classified pieces of information that Joe Biden was hiding. And he should pay a price. The price for that should be he is disqualified from running for office again. Uh, Wouldn't it also disqualify him from office now? Potentially. But again, Hmm. we don't know. Right. I, I just struggle to to understand both both sides what about isms on this, right? Well, what yep. about this and what about that? Look, they both could be wrong, very wrong, terrible things to have done. <laughs> That's the reality as I critically think about this, right? 
Mm. One side isn't right and the other side isn't wrong. Both can be wrong, folks. We just don't. I can't trust the DOJ and the federal government to be able to tell us the the truth when it comes to Donald Trump. That's my problem when it comes to the Trump issue. But when it comes to Joseph Marionette Biden, we have a Congress that is interested in accountability for the first time. Not in gotcha games, but actual accountability. And that's what I'm interested in here. Look, if these are just oopsie situations, they're not a big deal. Let's just move forward, right? But if they are a big deal, if these are documents that hold some sort of importance to the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden crime family story, right? Then we need to know about it, and he needs to be held accountable for it. Now, the accountability for holding these documents for six years should also come into play here. What is that accountability? I don't know what the law says about that. But I also know that you can't indict a sitting president. Right? Right. Okay. So how do we get that accountability? The accountability comes at the ballot box. That's the reality. It comes from him, not the Democratic National Committee saying, no, thank you. Will that ever happen? I doubt it. Because they don't have a spine. So it'll be interesting to see what takes place here. But I wanted to bring to your attention, um, Byron Donalds had a really good, succinct way of putting all of this together for you. And I want you to hear from him. Thanks so much for joining us. Let me get your reaction to the breaking news. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're a member of Congress. You deal with classified information. What's your reaction to this? Oh, well, my reaction is pretty simple. I'm wondering why the vice president of the United States had classified documents outside of the hands of the intelligence community. Listen, it's been pretty clear that presidents do have some classified documents. But the difference between a president and everybody else is the president has the ability to declassify information. The vice president has no ability to declassify information. So number one, what was he doing with classified information in his possession? Number two, why did it take six years? And I, I want to stress this for the American people. Joe Biden left the vice presidency in 2017. So it's taken six years for these documents to surface. That is incredibly concerning. And point number three, and this is the one that's most important. Everybody can go back to the Hillary Clinton email saga. We know other presidents have had classified information. But why was there a raid on Mar-a-Lago? But now this story just kind of seeps out and everybody's saying, oh, we just want to get down to the bottom of it. And everybody's giving the benefit of the doubt. A vice president of the United States or a secretary of state or anybody else should not be having classified information, period. Damn. I mean, mic drop. That's exactly what we're saying, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yep. All, all of those points are really good points. All of them. He put like 10 minutes of our talking to each other into about 90 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. Again, this is an individual that I believe is the future of the Republican Party. He just talked plainly to the American people and put it in a way that they can understand the information that's in front of them instead of talking in D.C. speak, right? Right, right. There are, again, three things, right? Why no raid? Well, we found them and we immediately turned them over. So why do we not need to? Okay. 
What other documents? That's my question, right? Oh, we're just going to trust that those are the only documents? Why not raid the entire office, right? As they're cleaning right. the office out and moving things. No, no, no. You don't get to move anything. We're coming in. And we're going we're gonna to turn that place inside out and upside down to find every last little thing in that place. And if anything is out of place, right? I also want people to understand this, right? Right now, Merrick Garland brought a prosecutor from The Hague, the world court, right? Brought him back to the United States of America as a special counsel to deal with Mar-a-Lago. Is anybody doing anything about this? Where is the raid today, right? In the cover of darkness, raiding the office and saying, hang on, hold up, wait a second. We need, oh, they... Guess what? Donald Trump for six months, right, was in his team was incommunicado, right, in communication with the National Archives team to attempt to turn these documents over. And the National Archives just didn't like how long it was taking and suddenly decided to raid. That's what you also need to understand about the story. On the one hand, these people just turn these documents over and nothing to see here. Move on. On the other hand. So on one hand, we have that response. And on the other hand, we have a negotiation going on. And they didn't like the way the negotiation was going to turn these documents over that everybody knew existed, by the way. This wasn't a this wasn't a situation in which uh, in which Donald Trump was hiding documents, by the way. These documents were known to everybody that was involved in this situation. Okay, if we want to get down to the nitty gritty of this situation, the the difference being We don't know what those documents were, and we have no clue what else is hiding in Joe Biden's possession. We knew everything. Why? Because his team had told the National Archives, these are the documents that we hold in our possession. Where's the the picture, right? The photograph of the the 10 documents laid out for the American public like they did with with the raid on Mar-a-Lago, right? Where is it? Right. They were more interested in embarrassing and attempting to play gotcha games with Joe Biden or with uh, with Donald Trump Trump. than they are in just recouping and recovering and going forward. Right. On the other hand, here with Joe Biden, it's oh, we're going to totally trust him. What makes either one of these individuals any sort of trustworthy? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And here we are today watching this go down. Thank God for some congressional oversight. We'll see what happens. We'll pay attention to what happens here. But Byron Donald's first point is the most important point of all of these things. What in the absolute hell is a vice president of the United States of America doing with any classified document in his possession, period? As far as I know and as far as I understand it, the vice president can get access to these documents. Absolutely, right? But he is to never have them in his possession because there's only one person that actually physically should ever have these in their possession, regardless of what the classified information is or isn't. It is the president of the United States of America in his office. That's it. They should never leave the presidential offices at the White House. They should never go anywhere beyond those areas. Or if they are declassified, the president can do whatever the hell he wants with them. 
But we know that these were never declassified documents, because if they were, we would have been told about it by now. Ukraine, China, Iran. Ukraine, China, Iran. I'm going to say it for a third time. Ukraine, China, and Iran. Huh. Just a weird dink for the Biden crime family. I'm sick and tired of it. But with yeah, that, Pat. Nothing to see here, though. No, nothing to see. Totally, totally nothing to see here, right? Right. With that being said, Pat, it is time for us to play a little bit of the B or not the B. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Lay that headline on me at least one time. All righty, then. <coughs> Today's headline. Experts say they don't know. What thing, what thing is causing everyone to suddenly collapse, but it's definitely not that one thing. <laughs> Experts say they don't know what thing is causing everyone to suddenly collapse, but it's definitely not that one thing. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, we talk a lot of politics on this show. Mm-mm. But, but um, our sponsor doesn't care about your politics. Mm. coffeebrandcoffee.com cares about one thing and one thing only and that is giving you a good product that's it that's all they that's all they want to do they want to make sure that you have good coffee in your cup and if you're not a coffee drinker it could be tea could be hot chocolate could be any of those things so all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code critical thinking at checkout. You'll get 5% off your purchase. And more importantly, you'll get a fresh bag of either coffee, tea, hot chocolate delivered to your door. Everything is freshly roasted, packaged carefully, and shipped. It doesn't just sit there, it is shipped directly to you after being packaged. So that way it's fresh. And, oh, by the way, did I I also mention it's politics-free? Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout. Get 5% off your purchase today. And by the way, Pat, have I ever told you about my experience at a coffee shop here that is, like, commie left? Maybe. I I, I don't know. You're going to laugh at this. So it's this place called Cafe Mustache. First clue that this is a leftist place, right? Yeah. And I met a client there. Um, They wanted to meet for coffee, catch up, and all that wonderful goodness, right? Cool. Uh huh. This is post-lifting of all the vaccination requirements right here in Chicago, right? Right. So we walk in there, and there's a big sign on the door. Um, In order to stay here, you must prove uh, – you must provide proof of vaccination, Right. I was like, uh, did they forget to take it down, right? Uh-huh. So what do we do? Well, he orders a coffee. No, they check his proof of vaccination status. So I just ordered a coffee to go, right? I got a cappuccino to go or whatever, right? And what did we promptly do? Sit our asses down inside. <laughs> 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 it's all theater, right? It's all right. theater. A, a fine example of this is, have you been to the doctor's office lately, Pat? Uh, a few months ago. Okay. So in the doctor's office, did they force you to wear a mask? 
Yes, uh, they they um they've been doing that for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you went into the room, was the doctor wearing a mask? Yes. Mm. That has not been my experience. So it is all performative art here in Chicago. It's all performative art. Go to the lobby, right? You're supposed mm. to be wearing a mask. Well, the other day I forgot to wear a mask. I forgot to bring my mask, right? I didn't say anything to the, the people at the uh, at the check-in station, right? Didn't say a word. They didn't say mm. anything to me. I go back into the, the doctor's uh, office, right? Go back in, sit in the room, wait for the doctor to come up um, as I get my knee checked out. And doctor's not wearing a mask either. The the his fellow, right? The the person that he's helping to teach, right? Orthopedic surgery to. Not wearing mm. a mask, doesn't care. Hit the schedule for surgery that I had to go see. Not wearing a mask, doesn't care. <laughs> Literally had to go to the I had to go uh to the ER for something real quick. Had to wear a mask in the waiting room. Got back to the the room, right? Mm -hmm. The physician's assistant that was there comes in and says, by the way, if you don't, don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> Off they come. It is literally performative art. What What's the difference between me not wearing a mask in the lobby and me not wearing a mask in the... There's literally no difference. Other than, shh, people can't see you, so... Wink, wink, take it off if you want. <laughs> like, what is what is going on? I mean, my doctor's office is totally different. Uh, everybody's wearing a mask still. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, literally nobody said so. a word. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up uh, as performative art. But uh, to your point here, I'm going to go with this one being... Um, do you need the headline again? No. Um, this has got to be not the B because this is the insanity of the world we live in. Are you sure? I am 95% sure. 5% of me says this could be prophecy of the Babylon B, but I'm going to go with not the B on this one. Hmm. You should listen to that 5% because this is the Babylon B. Really? Yes. Uh, medical experts are absolutely stumped as to what could be causing the recent uptick in healthy young people everywhere that are suddenly collapsing hey, with heart failure. Hang on. Hold up. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Yep. We're not putting any pimping in it. That's a 90s hip hop reference for you. Because um, I know you're down to clown with the 90s hip hop there, Pat. Sure. Would you say hip hop hooray? Oh, uh, hey, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> that notwithstanding, I'm calling I'm calling BS on this being the Babylon B because I know medical doctors who are on Twitter who are literally doing this. Do I need to send this to you because this is the Babylon B? Right, I understand that. I understand that it is the Babylon B. I I, I trust and I have verified for my own sake here. I went to BabylonB.com. Uh, you see. Okay. As we're talking. Yeah. Um, but also, Pat, I literally have seen doctors on Twitter do this. 
Okay. Um, protest, protest noted. Protest noted. Mr. Speaker, I rise today to protest that this is a headline from the Babylon Bee. This is actually true. Therefore, it should be from not the Bee. Well, despite their uncertainty, experts do feel confident that we can rule out that one thing as the culprit. It's too early to say that that what could be causing this, but it's never too early to say what isn't causing this, said local expert Dr. Scott Rufflinger. This could be caused by anything. But the one thing we know for certain is that it's definitely not what we're all thinking that's behind this. If you know what I mean, we can go ahead and rule that one thing out right now because science just called us on the phone and told us not to discuss it. We always follow the science. Are you suggesting the science trademark the truth registered trademark, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci was on the phone with doctors and that he I, went I, on 60 Minutes this weekend uh -huh. and, yeah. and decided to tell the American people that uh, we shouldn't be looking at a potential causal, causational uh, relationship between vaccination status and sudden adult, adult dropping syndrome. It's not even going to call it death syndrome. I'm just calling it dropping syndrome. Like adults are just randomly dropping on stage. They're randomly dropping in in ways. And I had this conversation with my wife, Pat, because my wife saw um, the uh, video of the the old Dominion player just just go down right this weekend. Uh, there's an old old Dominion University basketball player. He was playing defense, right? And was kind of just standing there and and playing a, a little bit of a zone on the side of the court, right? And just mm -hmm. doop, went down. Right? So she saw that video and she's like, you know, it's crazy. I like, is this something weird? Or is this here's the rub for me, Pat? There's evidence that suggests that this is weird, but again, to the point that I made with you the other day, this is like by for me. Uh, the question for me is, is this the we're just paying attention to it more or is there something there there? And I don't know the answer to that question right now. Right. It is at least worth exploring to figure the answer out. It It's the same thing that happened with, I believe, H1N1, Pat, where or I've, maybe not H1N1, whichever one of them we got a vaccine for. Remember that? Uh, I believe that was H1N1. Okay. We got a vaccine for it. Do you know that nobody takes that vaccine anymore? Why? Because 10 years on, 10 years after that, it was proven that it gave a cause. It was a causational relationship between the vaccine and a certain thing happening to women specifically. That they were getting increased uh, amounts of, I believe it was ovarian cancer and uh, potentially other issues, okay? 10 years. It took 10 years for them to find that causational relationship because they weren't looking for it originally. They, they, they were looking everywhere, but wait a second. What is the common thread? What is the common denominator between all of these women? And it took an intrepid scientist to literally go, hang on a second. All of these individuals happen to have one thing, the H1N1 vaccine on top of some other things. But the H1N1 vaccine became the thread 
right? And once they pulled the thread, they went, oh, bleep. So nobody gets the H1N1 vaccine anymore. Why? Because H1N1 vaccine has proven to have a very negative consequence. I'm not saying that this is the case. What I am saying is it is something we should be exploring and understanding what is the underlying, why are people who are healthy, and here's the rub, and I, and, I, and I said this to my wife, I firmly believe that we, as a society, have to do better by our young adults when it comes to um, their physicals. And, and here's what I mean by that. We know that there seems to be a weird relationship happening. But Pat, when you get a physical or when you were in high school or when your friends were in high school and they went to go play sports, the physical, and when I played sports, all the way up to college, the physical was simply going to the doctor. He bangs your knee a couple of times, listens to your lungs, right? Um, maybe draws a vial of blood and away you go right? It was a five-minute visit to the doctor. He signs a piece of paper and says, you're cleared to play. Knowing what we know to be a weird scenario at play, do we or do we not owe it to our young athletes to do better by them when it comes to their physicals? So we're going to do a full cardiac workup. We're going to do a full blood panel. We're going to do a stress test. We're going to do these things for your physical so that you can understand your cardiac health. You can understand your exercise health. You can understand because what would those things catch? Those things would catch potentially myocarditis. Those things would catch underlying conditions. And then what can we do with that information, Pat? We can have data scientists. We can have you know, epidemiologists and immunologists take a look at the information, right? Put it into a database, put all of those inputs in and let's take a look and let's have at it, right? Hang on a second. Hold up. Wait a minute. We're seeing a really bad pattern here. So maybe what we should do is not do this to these people who have a 0.0001% chance of dying from COVID-19 but they have a 0.01% chance of dying from myocarditis due to overexertion of the heart. Because that's really what, what we're talking about here, is that the heart is being overworked and it has a condition with it that they may not know about because they were not checking for it. And we're shoving these vaccines down their throats right now. The NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, right? Look at all the places that are shoving these things down the throats of relatively, usually healthy individuals. And even at the NBA level, even at the highest levels of soccer, the highest levels of the NCAA, they're unwilling to find that information out. Look at what was going on when the early reports of myocarditis were coming up in, the, in 2021, right? In the, in the Big Ten conference. Look at what it did in burying that information and deciding that that's just normal. There's nothing normal about what is going on here. Okay? And whether that is we're just paying greater attention to these things happening or these things are happening because of something that we are injecting into the bodies of these young individuals. Whatever 
One of those two reasons, right, Pat? One of those two reasons. What do we need to know? We need to know the why, and we need to know how to fix it. And we need to know whether or not we should be looking at these things going forward, right? Should these become part of somebody's physical? Absolutely, they should. And we should be paying attention to it. Hey, by the way, uh, <coughs> we're just seeing a weird myocarditis increase. And we're seeing these people have, <coughs> excuse me, really negative outcomes. We should probably test for that, right? We should probably look into it. If you're if you're at the University of Wisconsin or you're at Ohio State University, right? Or at the Ohio State University, excuse me, right? Thank you. You're at the highest levels of athletic competition in the NCAA. Do they or do they not owe you the ability to understand the risks of participating in that sport? If you've got myocarditis, what is the risk of you having a Jake Hescock situation happen to you or a Christian Erickson or DeMar Hamlin situation happen to you? And I'm not saying that there's def definitively a causational relationship, but we owe it to these individuals to make sure, and we owe it to our kids to make sure we know definitively whether or not there is that relational. There is that link. We owe it to them. I hope you understand that out there. To ask the question is to do science. To attempt to gather the data, to analyze it, to put it together, to understand. Hmm. Is there an increase? Here's the other troubled part of this, Pat. We don't know what the baseline is for these individuals more than most likely, right? That's going to be the troublesome part of this. What is the baseline for myocarditis of a of the 14 to 18 year old age group or the 18 to 24 or the 24 to 34 age groups, right? We have no idea because we're not looking for it because it's a quote unquote rarity in that population. But we also have never bothered to look for it for the athlete out there. The people who are most susceptible to the, the potential for a DeMar Hamlin, a Christian Erickson, or the countless and faceless people all over this world who have died, died simply exerting their heart and not knowing they had a heart condition over the last three years, or last two years, really. Forced to inject something into their body, and we have no idea because we can't possibly ask the question without being thought of a, as a conspiracy theorist. The people who were, hang on, wait a second, there's a weird thing happening to women over the course of the 10-year period before they finally figured that out, they were considered nut jobs, conspiracy theorists. There's nothing there there. Until there, there was something there there. We need to figure this out now. We have the information in front of us. We have the ability to understand it. Let's take a look. It's not about a comparison between the population that never got a vaccine and the population that did, by the way. That's not it. The comparison is those who got the vaccine versus pre-vaccine. What were the incidents of people dying of myocarditis within that age group and where is it now? If we see a, a not a slight uptick, but a real uptick in that number, we need to demand that nobody who is an athlete of these age groups get this vaccine. Nobody. 
I would highly suggest that none of these individuals, none of these people who are under the age of 18 especially, have anything near this vaccine. I would more likely suggest if you are under the age of 50. Again, if you are under the age of 50, you have no positive relationship between getting this vaccine. None. The, st the studies show that. Now, that doesn't mean that you as an individual shouldn't take a look at it because I don't know your health, right? Don't know your personal situation. But when the large population, it would suggest there's no positive relationship between getting this vaccine and protection for yourself. None. Again, unless you have a very specific health case to do so. The broader population, the suggestion and the, the, the reality at the age of 49 and below, you have less of a chance of dying from COVID-19 than you do of the flu, with or without the vaccine. Why inject something into your body that, that we have no real relationship to understanding its potential long-term consequences? And oh, by the way, you're not going to have to inject yourself not once, but twice, but three, four, now five, and potentially six times, right? Just keep injecting yourself over and over and over again without understanding the potential consequences of it. Oh, and oh, by the way, Pat, did we also notice this week? Did you see this on Twitter? This came from a, a very reputable uh, frontline doctor. Um, we're now seeing, as they study this, the potential for the mRNA vaccine to actually change your DNA, to actually transform the um, immune systems with the, the DNA in your immune system. Hmm. Not, in, not into just that, that one area. We're talking your entire immunity. We don't know the consequences of doing this, yet we went off this cliff. We have no idea. None. We have no long-term study, no nothing. Oh, we have a new variant, and Jimmy Fallon decided to uh, to to make a horrible parody of the B-52s, Love Shack, to it. What the hell are we doing as a society, honestly, Pat? But with that being said, I believe it is also time for us to, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> shall we uh, participate in WTF Wednesday? We should. Haven't we already been participating in WTF Wednesday? Because I feel like everything we just covered is WTF. You are correct. Yeah, you are correct. Okay. Just, just, just wanted to make sure on that. Sorry for my like 10-minute tangent there, but I think it's important that we understand what the hell is actually happening here. Hmm. We're not allowed to look, right? No. Ugh. We're not even allowed to question. How dare you? How dare you do the very basic thing of science and question? Question everything. Confrontation Ooh. in 2023. If, if you have a scientist, by the way, real quick, Pat, if you have a scientist who's telling you that you can't question this and don't look there, how dare you? You have no idea. Confront them and tell them to go to hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have a question about something, though, because it's something that you mentioned yeah. in the uh, opening um, line of the show, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is uh, Stacey Abrams teases third run for office. 
Yep. Saying she will likely run again. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Is she really that unaware? Pat, we are talking about a woman who decided to take a picture in a, I believe, kindergarten or first grade classroom. Yeah. During the pandemic in which every single kid was masked up. And Stacey Abrams couldn't be bothered to wear a mask because everybody needs to see her smile because she's so important. And look at how great she is by reading to the kids. But COVID is so dangerous. They, they... By the way, Pat, I, I have a relationship uh, or a relational story to this. Uh-huh. You know who Katie Porter is? Uh, the name sounds familiar. She's a representative from the great state of California, who also happens to be the uh, representative under investigation for um, enabling and poo-pooing sexual harassment claims within her office. And oh, by the way, having fired allegedly a staffer for giving them COVID-19. I, I would love to see how you prove that, but. You know, you know what the, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you know who she is now, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, yesterday she made the announcement that she is going to run for <clears throat> Senate. That's right. She's gonna be. She wants to become the senator of the great state of California. There's just two problems with that. Number one, you are under investigation for all of these things. And then number two... Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Diane Feinstein has not given a clue as to whether or not she's going to continue to run for office or not. I mean, I, so are you going to really the- primary Diane Feinstein? One would hope that just based on Diane Feinstein's age alone, that you would be able to. But, but yeah. So we're going to replace Diane Feinstein, one of the most hubris people in all of the Senate, with somebody who has such a big enough ego to suggest that, you know what's a good idea, Pat? I'm under investigation for like criminal behavior and yeah. Yeah. Uh, sexual harassment enabling. Mm. Oh, yeah. by the way, having been a quote-unquote victim of sexual harassment previously in her life. Uh-huh. Now, you yeah, know what's really funny to this, Pat? Mm-hmm. Katie Porter is the cousin to one of my wife's best friends from growing up. <laughs> How small is this world, right? A little, a little too small, if you ask me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah considering my wife came from small town Wisconsin, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> but, I mean, come the hell on. Uh, the... the Katie Porter, Stacey Abrams, the left is insane. Yeah. Um, speaking of the left being insane, uh, Governor Waltz. You know, the, oh, from the great state of Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, which aren't as many lakes as in the state of Wisconsin. Go to hell. That that governor? Yeah, that governor. Okay. Um, Governor Waltz's appointees will require Minnesota educators to affirm students' gender dysphoria, turn kids into agents of social change. 
This is very similar to the um, rules that came about for licensure in the uh, state of Illinois. And I didn't uh-huh. say great state because it's not. Oh, and by the way, Pat, we got we forgot to uh, bring our hats and and uh, uh, celebratory uh, accoutrement today, Pat, because uh, assault weapons Four. are now banned. Military style weapons are now banned in the state of Illinois, effective immediately. And oh, by the way, large capacity magazines also, because that will totally and completely eliminate the possibility for madmen like in Highland Park to commit their crimes. Yes, Pat. Weren't they already banned? No. AR-15s weren't banned in the state of Illinois. Oh, just oh, this oh, this is the state. I was thinking of Chicago. Never mind. Yeah, um, no, no, they're banned yeah, so in the state. The state. They they ban. I mean, oh my God, Pat. When you look, when you actually go through this law, it is wholly unconstitutional. By the way, they just literally banned them. And if you don't turn your gun over, and or register your previously owned gun with the state patrol, the the Illinois State Patrol, right? If you don't register them. You are now a criminal subject to a hundred dollar fine for your first offense. Your second offense of not turning that gun into the state, or I shouldn't say turning it into the state, registering it with the state, right? If you don't do it the second time, it's a misdemeanor and a third time a felony offense punishable by uh, prison time. They're going to literally, they're going to put you in prison if you don't, don't succumb to making sure that they know that you have a firearm. That they don't like. <sighs> In another news this morning, um, the uh, the NRA, the all the gun rights organizations have already lined up to, <laughs> to to sue the state of Illinois for a constitutional violation. Just so you're yeah. aware, that that's yeah. already happened. Well, that's the first thing. The Supreme Court. That is the first thing that Fred Flintstone, our governor here in Illinois, decided to sign. Think this will end up in the Supreme Court? I don't even think it'll end up at the Supreme Court. And here's why. It'll just get struck down. <laughs> it, but literally, it is not that there's a... Because there, there are, I believe, nine states that have some sort of a ban like this in place. But the rub of this is that Illinois is doing this in a very unconstitutional manner. It is not just a style of weapon. They're also banning modifications of weapons and this and that and all sorts of insane stuff. And, by the way, creating a registry that is wholly unconstitutional, by the way. Mm -hmm. They are creating extra hoops that you have to jump through. That is Wholly unconstitutional. See the last Supreme Court um, ruling on gun ownership, right? I don't think it gets to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court is just going to say precedent. Bye bye. This will get to probably the federal court, then the federal appeals court and the federal appeals court will just say no, thank you. Or it will go through the liberal appeals courts and get to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will strike it down. One of those those two incidents will happen. Anyway. We still got more WTF. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Next headline. Yes. New Jersey art teacher charged after allegedly overdosing in classroom on fentanyl. 
Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very bad. But very, hey, very teachers bad. are saints, not sinners, Pat. Oh, wait, we um, are all sinners in the eyes of God. Did you know that uh, Mother Nature is unhappy with us, according to Ellen Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. Degenerate? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mother Nature is so mad at us, right? That that we've got no snow here in Chicago, and you've got snow in Utah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't have snow where I live, but it's definitely in the mountains. Yeah, we have no snow here. It's been raining like crazy here. None. 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 Oh, by the way, we're Uh, in like 40-degree weather right now. Uh, yeah. Almost 50 degrees yesterday. Yeah, yeah, us too. Um, Mother blame, Nature's uh, pissed. Yeah, but she, she's blaming humans for the uh, California flash floods. I have another question on this. Uh-huh. I, I get flash floods are bad. Don't don't get me wrong. Like like They're not fun. Yeah, yeah they're not. I'm sure they're not. Uh, but don't they have a water problem? Yeah, yep, yep. So wouldn't this mean that this is kind of addressing that water problem no no nope flash flooding means that there's too much water for the area to handle right but i thought they didn't have enough water pat two different stories Uh uh-huh uh-huh you're you're smarter than that smarter Uh than your average bear Mm. smarter Mm. than your average ginger too yeah i I know i am (laughs) i know thank you Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders bans word from state government documents, this word being Latinx. So the conservative movement, because Sarah Huckabee Sanders believes in it, right, uh-huh. is about banning words. It, yeah, because it's culturally insensitive to the Latino community quote now that is true that is a hundred percent true if you talk to anybody who is in the latino community it is it is an absolute insult to use that term to them from for 95 percent of them for the five percent that are of the hardcore social justice warrior left right Mm -hmm. maybe it's not but vast majority of them because it's a word that doesn't actually exist in their language right it is literally attempting to manipulate their language to fit your political point of view. It's insane. So I agree that it is culturally insensitive, but we should not be in the war in the business of banning words. We should just hear me out on this one, not use it. Is this really the thing that you're this this is the hill of which you think you need to climb? Isn't it that simple? Just don't use it. Why do you need to actually bear it? Here it is. Here in the state mm-hmm. of Arkansas, we believe in treating our Latino community with respect. And with that respect, I refuse to use the word Latinx because it is an insult to that community. Therefore, I would like our government not to use that term. And I will veto any bill that comes to my desk that uses the term. That's fine, right? Right. But we're not about banning words. No, we're not about banning books. We're not and people are like, "Well, what about uh what about the the uh transgender books that you're attempting to ban from school libraries?" No, we're not attempting to ban a book. We are saying that we are not going to allow in a, Okay, if that's the case, Playboy 
in a in put that in the school, you would never suggest that. Why? Because it's an inappropriate subject matter for the age group. Correct. That's all we're saying. If you want to produce that book and have the adults read it all you want, go for it. Have at it, Haas, right? Do your thing. We can be discerning about what we consume as adults, but we shouldn't be shoving sexualization of children down their throats, literally or figuratively, as adults. So if you're six so years old, to- you have no need to, to be able to access a book that tells you about self-pleasure. Just just for argument's sake. Yep. Right. Because we, we would never allow something like a Playboy or something like that in, in, in a, in a libra- school library or classroom, right? Yep, yep, yep. I don't think, what, what, from what I'm reading here, this isn't about, you know, like you can't use this word in public life or in your own personal life type of a deal. Right. This is, you can't use it in government documents. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I understand that, but what are we doing banning words from government? What are we doing banning anything? Now, the difference with the, the, the children, right? The difference with school library situations is that it's not about banning. We're not saying don't produce it. We're not saying don't use it in your private life or do whatever you want to do in your private life. What we are saying is that we are not going to sponsor the sexualization of children. But isn't, isn't that kind of the same thing here, no, though? No, it's not. It's two different things because because discerning adults have the ability to discern, right? Discerning adults have the ability to understand what's in front of them, right? Right. When my, when, let's say I had a kid, right? And my kid was six years old going to first grade or kindergarten or whatever it is, right? Let's say that. Right. Okay. Question for you, Pat. Do I have the ability to understand or know what my child is reading in the school library? No, I don't. I have no idea, right? So that's my point. If you at home want to do that, right? If you at home want to sexualize your child at six years old, I would suggest that as child abuse personally, but do you have the right to do that? Do you have the right for them to read a book about uh, self-pleasuring transgenders? Sure. I would suggest personally that I believe that to be child abuse. Sure. I believe that to be morally wrong. All I am saying is that we don't have, in 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 one respect, we don't have the ability to ban a word as an adult, right? We have the ability and should have the ability as parents. If I were a parent, I should have the ability to pick and choose what my child is exposed to when it comes to that and when. That's my job. That's my duty. That's my responsibility to, for my child. With that, though, Pat, anything else? That's it for today. So your final thoughts, then. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And if you're Stacey Abrams, if at first you don't succeed, try a second time. And if you second time you don't succeed, try a third time. Would you suggest if you don't succeed, try try again yes i guess so and with that folks please be smart be safe be kind make sure you eat all of your meals today and as always matthew 547 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.